people people I don't know. It's like it's weird. Like with people, like they might just be like, "Yeah, I don't really give a shit," you know. Like, even yeah, people well, that are my friends. What would you have to say? I had to start the show. I that's the only transition I can come up with, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, oh, are we on air now? Yeah, we are on air now. Cool. I had to restart my camera, so I didn't know to be like, "Oh, okay." But anyway, yes, this is Band Talk. Woo! Um, yeah. tonight we have Matt from Finding Season. How's it going? We have Alex North of Alex Nordstrom. I am from Alex Nordstrom. And we have Dan. I never knew how to pronounce your last name, so I don't... Salitro. Salitro. So we have Dan Salantro with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. So before I start, start the show, I have to give an obligatory shout-out to my two new friends that I made, Selena and Casey. Hey, girls, going on? So, um, with that being said, I'm actually going to start the real show. I started off every week by asking my guests how their day was. And today, we're going to start with Dan. Dan, how was your day? Yeah, it was productive. If I um, have to think of a word off like the top of my head, it was productive. Um, I got like some student loan stuff kind of like sorted out. Not really. But like, going to be like getting word on that in the next like few days. And... I finally got my license switched today, and I looked at my license, and I'm just like, I don't, th I'm not a New Jersey resident anymore. So, woohoo! Oh, I forgot day. you actually moved over to to, to Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Hmm. Like well, months, I mean, you kind of just abandoned us, but I mean, I guess I'll, you know, let let it let it. I mean, go. I mean, you're, you'll you'll see me like around Philly. If you are, are you going to Stir to Survive on Sunday? I'm actually Sunday. not going over to the Circus of Our Show. I'm actually going to be going with my um, boys in Millhouse. If anyone's in Trenton, New Jersey, or in Poughkeepsie, New York, we will be seeing you Saturday and Sunday. Come out and see Millhouse. It's going to be a fun time. That's my plug as well. <laughs> All right. All right, so that was that. So, Alex, how was your day, man? Um, well, my day was pretty boring, so I'm going to pull in Eric and talk about a day that I had this week that was interesting. Uh... So, I think it was two days ago, yeah, it was two days ago, I went to see a show, my first show that I've been to in a while at uh, the Stanhope House uh, in Stanhope, New Jersey, and I saw uh, Palisades, Cane Hill, and For the Fallen Dreams, and it, it, it was a really good show, like, I, like, Cane Hill is like, brand new Rise, Rise signed records uh, band. You know, mm -hmm. they only like have really come out with like one song on the label so far. I haven't really come out with an album yet, so it's like I didn't really know what to expect, but they were really, really good. Like it reminded That's me good. a lot of like My Ticket Home mixed with like Sworn In kind of. Like it had like a lot of uh -oh. that like new metal like uh oh stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. And then uh then I saw Palisades. Palisades is really good. And then I kinda got tired, so I went home before uh, for the fallen dreams. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, poor Alex North is out past his bedtime. Yeah, I was, I was like, eh, you know, my phone's on ten percent battery. I'm tired. I'm gonna go home now. I've, I've seen for my the phone's on ten percent. I don't care who's up next. I gotta go home and sleep. <laughs> I've seen for the fallen dreams before. It's okay. <laughs> now the Stanhope House is actually gonna have a show on Monday, which I'm trying to get out to. And who's gonna play for that, Alex? Uh, Seaway, Tiny Moving Parts, and then, like, there's a bunch of other local bands that are supporting it, which I don't know. 
the names of, but apparently they're good from what I've heard. So, yeah. So I'm so hopefully we'll have a Babe Talk meetup and we might have a on field correspondent. I doubt it, but it's cool to think <laughs> about it. So. Yeah. So we have Matt, our guest for tonight. How's it going? I'm doing all right, Matt. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. Yay, we're happy. Everyone's happy. So how was your day? Um, my day was uh, my day was good. Like my day was pretty good. Um, maybe I'll take the alternative route and discuss like a day earlier this week. I uh, I had an exam on Monday morning, and it was an 8:30 a.m. exam because like I'm in exams right now, and I was going into like my like mark calculator for the course, and I was mark calculating all my marks. And um, my exam was only worth 25% of, like, the course mark. And if I didn't do the Holy. exam, I uh, – like, 25% is not a lot. Like, I, I have three exams that are worth 45% of my final mark. So I was gotcha. doing so well in the course that if I didn't go to the exam, I was only going to, like, lose, like, 5% of my mark or 6% of my mark or – or, well, I would lose 25%, but my mark would only drop by, like, not a very significant amount. Um, and mm -hmm. um, I was, like, figuring out if I could still, like, pass the course. And it was saying, like, oh, you'll finish with a 70 in this course if you don't go to your exam. So I was, like, sitting there with my roommates, like, being like, okay. So I'm thinking about not going to my exam. And they're trying to convince me to go and being like, well, or you could just, like, go and, like, try your best and see what happens and i was like yeah but it's like 8 30 a.m i would so much rather sleep in <laughs> than yeah. go to this exam and um you know i was uh everyone i talked to about the exam was just kind of like yeah i don't know like i'm gonna go to it and stuff but like the course was just kind of bullshit i don't know it was just like some languages course that i was in that a lot of people didn't mm -hmm. like and um i uh, emailed my teacher and was like, oh, like, I'm really sick. I won't be coming to the exam. I'll accept the, I'll accept the zero and it'll, it'll be totally fine. So I, I woke up the next morning and I actually got really sick. And like, I was like feeling like absolute <laughs> crap. And, uh, oh, that's fantastic. I was just like, oh my God, this is just karma. Like I, I was just like, oh, I'm tired, whatever. I'll just all sleep in. I wake up the next morning, just like, dying and i just oh it was so bad but well, you uh, know what your mother said boy you know you don't you <laughs> care what you wish for <laughs> so oh well it's not a big deal it's fine no, i mean i was it is what it is right i feel better now so no i i and, and you did go over and took the course still like you took the the exam sorry did, did you still end up taking the exam no i i didn't i didn't go <laughs> oh you didn't end up taking oh, i did so. end up well, going you, i mean they, what is it? I think they, they say that um, C's get degrees. I'm pretty sure that's the saying. <laughs> um, honestly, like, it was, it's like, I'm in the first year of the program that I'm in, and it was mm. like my elective for the first year program that I'm in, and I took it, and like, everyone I talked to was just like, yeah, like, I don't know how I feel about this course, and like, the prof was kind of like weird about stuff, and uh, so... It wasn't a big deal, you know, I still passed, everything was good, like, you know what I mean? I didn't waste any money. Um, there you go. I probably should have gone, I would have made a lot, <laughs> I should have tried my best, and I, <laughs> I suffered like, the like, consequences. Morally, morally, I probably should have done it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, you hear about people all the time. Like people tell me, one of my uh, roommates, he was took a, like a chem exam that was like incredibly hard, apparently, and he told me that mm. someone he knew last year went into the exam and wrote this like "fuck this," like just "fuck this," like I can't do this, and just handed in the exam. <laughs> like he knows someone that did that, and they were fine. So like, it, I wasn't that guy, at least you know. Like I didn't show up, but I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't so, that guy that came in and like made a scene. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. I I I think back to like when I because I don't go to school now. I I work full time and stuff. Well, to an extent, and the only time I remember like having finals and having like such a hell time with it was when I was in high school and we were transitioning um, Spanish teachers in between finals. <laughs> And that did not work out for like anybody. We we got this um, substitute teacher who used to be like a Victoria's Secret model, and so we were like, hey, all right, it's gonna be fun. But our old teacher, like, we used to just like ruin her life. Like every time she would come into class, the first day of the first day of our class, we actually made her cry. Well, not we. Like I didn't like try and make her cry, but like she just like ended up crying but then again that was like her stick because apparently my other friends had her and like apparently every time she started to like off a new semester she just starts sobbing like to try and gain sympathy or something like that so mid-semester she quits no it wasn't finals it was mid midterms and we're now scrambling to get all the information that we tried to learn this year and like no one knew anything and my um, vice principal walks in he's like all right we're still gonna have the the midterm so you know be prepared and she's going to grade them. And so she comes in. She's like, all right, what are you guys doing? We're like, Mid midterms. We're doing our midterm stuff. What do you mean, what are we doing? She's like, oh, I don't have any information on it. So do you guys have like a study guide? I'm like, nah, we, we really don't have anything. And like all the kids were just like giving her such shit. And like she was like not having it. So I remember this one kid, his, his name was Forrest. And he got in the teacher's face and like was trying to be like, yeah, you know, it's not our fault that you guys are being real shitty teachers. It's not our fault that you guys can't do anything. And they started getting into a heated argument. And we're, I'm like, Forrest, like, it's a substitute teacher. We ain't got to get into all this. He's like, no, I mean, no, this bitch wants to do everything. And like, she was like, oh, you want to call me a bitch? Yeah, well, listen to this, your mother. And then turns around and then walks out of the class. And like, this, we're like holding this kid back. Like, no, Forrest, it's not worth jail. Like, nah, I did, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because of that incident, we all didn't have to do our midterms. So, I mean, like, it ended up working out well for us. <laughs> Ollie, what school did you go to? I went to school I won't say because I might need that school one day. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. That's a pretty I, school, I can't though. tell a story like that and be like, hey, guys. a school you for, wanna... like, reformed criminals. Like, they make <laughs> the teachers cry. They go and, uh, you know, they, they go and get up in the face of, like, Victoria's Secret models. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and like curse them out. Like, cause I've got a school you're going to, you know. It was a rough high school, man. But then again, like, it was weird because the school that I went to accepted everyone from the surrounding districts. And in my particular area, we, we had like inner city, um, ghetto, and then like suburbia white bread. And like, that was like it. Like my, my cafeterias were like self-segregated every day. Um, the kids would just scream and yell through through the halls. Like one side was BET, while the other was just like a, like a all the extras from Leave It to Beaver. And everyone was like, "Oh, was there a problem?" They're all just like, "Nigga, nigga, 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 nigga!" Like it was like it was a fucking mess. It was literally a mess. But it was hysterical. I, I had an interesting high high school experience. But yeah, so um, we're we're looking at I think the the new wave of the Warp Tour dates. Is that correct? Warp Tour bands. 
War Tour ban. Well, yeah, the the, the War Tour bans. This is now week week two. Did we lose Matt? Is Matt around? I'm still here. Can you still? Oh, it wasn't it wasn't updating on my on my camera. Excuse me. Oh I'm yeah. <laughs> but so I'm so we are I'm listening. On... Sorry, oh no no no! It just no. It's it's thank, thank you thank you. Tell me to go. <laughs> um, Alex, do you have the list up? Because I have the list up. If you want to announce it. Uh, yeah. Um, so... Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah? Okay. Alright. So, the yes, new go. bands... Alright. So, the new bands are Alive Like Me, Family Force 5, Bless the Fall, 100th, Lee Corey Oswald, and Trophy Eyes. And all of those bands, except for Alive Like Me and Family Force 5, are, uh, all dates, so... I think Alive Like Me is only for, like, a first couple set of dates, like, maybe, like, the first half of the tour, and, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Family Force 5 is for almost all the dates, but they're missing, like, maybe, like, two or three dates in between, in, like, August, but. Now, I was actually physically told that, that we need to touch on the subject of Family Force 5 for reasons, and Alex, do you want to start off that topic, because you seem well, well-versed in it compared to me, and maybe Dan yeah. and Matt, you guys will be able to. Uh, I'm excited about Family Force 5, because back in the day, Family Force 5 was uh, a very interesting band to follow, because they were, like, kind of like the Christian version of Broken Side, but, like... I don't know. They were just a very, like, polarizing band. They had, like, a lot of, like, weird, like, creative stuff that they tried to to do. And they're, really? like, what? Like, 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 what? Like, like, I don't know. Like, all the band members have, like, really seen names. Like, Fatty and, like, Crumb or something. I don't know. Like, Crumb? It was a Crumb a scene name? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember like, the MySpace like, era. Like, they all have, like, no, like, they all have, like... They, they, no, it's it, it wasn't like they had like MySpace scene names. They had like weird names that they like went by as like their stage names. Got you. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I know that for a while they kind of went uh, dormant in like the mainstream like Warp Tour, uh, like like because they were popular. Like they were in alt press for a while and stuff like that. But then mm -hmm. as soon as like you know a lot of the true pop punk stuff came in and, you know, a lot of, like, Family Force 5 type stuff, you know, kind of fell to the side. They became more of, like, a band that played, like, Christian festivals and, like, Cornerstone and stuff like that, you know, when Cornerstone was still around. And, uh, so, yeah, I just think it's very interesting that, like, this lineup has a lot of bands, uh, you know, like, you have Family Force 5, you have Bless the Fall, who's popular, back in, like, 2006 through 2009 mm -hmm. and um hopefully i mean that this is this is a sign of like things to come because like i've heard like rumblings that maybe like metro station might be might be on oh, i've heard like oh metro to... station what do you mean oh god metro station was like the <laughs> shit back in the day yeah <laughs> yeah we're talking uh, yeah, about so... gu guilty pleasures i would absolutely bump kelsey like all the time oh my yeah god. i think everybody <laughs> Yo, would true same <laughs> But, like, I don't know, I, I'm excited because it's a very, like, diverse lineup, because you have, like, Lee Corey Oswald, which is, like, a band that, like, only true, like, emo punks listen to, and then you have, like, Hundredth, which is, like, the bridge between metalcore and hardcore, yeah. and you have Family Force 5, which is, like, crunkcore pioneers, basically, 
and Bless the Fall, like seasoned metalcore veterans, and Alive Like Me, a new uh, Rise band that really hasn't been getting that much traction. But you know, so it's 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 a very interesting uh, batch of bands, and it's infinitely more interesting to me than the previous lineup where you know it just kind of had like handguns and neck deep and front porch step where it's just sort of like well all right yeah. i kind of expect but then again because it did make make it seem as if there was going to be like you know the same type of like themed um warp tour that they that typically they do seem to go for like if they're going to go for one crowd it's going to it's going to be like all right we're going to do warp tour and it's going to be geared towards this scene or we're going to do it again and it's going to be good like towards th this scene it seems as if this warp war tour it's going to be uh a showcase of other bands like they've done in the past right right yeah so that's cool um matt did you do you have any speculations as, as to whether uh direction warp tour is going to go this year um honestly okay so like when i saw the first announcement of bands i was like okay like that makes sense you know what i mean like neck deep handguns front porch step i mean all of them played in the past um you know Except kind of Dills. What, what band is that? <laughs> Alex is all on Kosher Dills all the time. Except Kosher uh, Dills, the Jewish rapper guy, <laughs> Jersey native, Kosher Dills. Is he really from Jersey? I remember when they had MC Lars on, on um, Warp, Warp Tour, so they always had to throw, throw that white MC in there so somewhere. Yeah, I was just on MC Lars yesterday. It was good stuff, but... Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. But so, so Matt, continue with what you're saying. Yeah, um... I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense, like, boring, but makes sense, you know what I mean? Especially with, like, you know, like, Blink was like, oh, remember when we played Warp Tour in 1996? And then, like, on the same day of the announcement, and I was like, are you serious? Is Blink going to be playing Warp Tour this year? And, I mean, I, I obviously, I didn't think they were actually going to do it, but there was, like, that little bit of, like, hope that I was just like, oh, please. I would, like, instantly buy tickets if Blink that, was that, playing. That pop-punk hope inside of you were just like, just, just Blink! Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly and um but like this week i was like i was surprised to be honest with you i think i've only heard family force 5 maybe one time ever just because i always wrote them off instantly just just their gimmick the whole their name like everything about it i was just so like uh i don't think i'm gonna like this at all so i'm not gonna try you know yeah. what i mean yeah they are a really um, ridiculous band so yeah Alex with no chill. Alex just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, fuck them. They're, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I want to see Family Force 5, but they're kind of ridiculous at the same time. Like, I feel like From what it sounds like they're... Uh, go on, Matt. I was going to say, I feel like that, like, if there, if there's a time at Warp Tour this year, if I go, um, that I'm not seeing another band and they are playing, I'd be like, okay, let's go see what this is all about. You know what I mean? Right, but but go on. Let's, let's, let's see what the fan funny fads. Well, it, it seems like it, it, the um, fan reminds me of um, from the description since I don't know them, like um, mindless self indulgence. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it, it. I mean, a I little bit like that, that, except with like less punk credibility and more like Christian. It, yeah, credibility. Like mindless self indulgence without like. Yeah, like basically know, they're like. Yeah, basically they're like all brothers, and their dad played in oh, like really? a really. Their dad played in like. Well, I think that before their Family Force Five, they were like a, like a wholesome, like actual like Christian band that would make like hymns and stuff like that, like oh, something shit. that you would hear at your church, and not like Reliant K or anything like that, like actual like old people church music. 
back when they were like kids, but then, you know, they got a little bit older and they're like, hey, you know, let's try to, you know, do some party anthems and stuff like that too at the same time, so. There you go. Now, like, no, it's man. a gimmick, it's a gimmick though, right? Like, it is like a, uh, like, their whole thing, that's a joke, right? Or are they serious about, like, with the nicknames and everything? Is that, like, a serious thing or is that just, like, this is kind of funny, let's go with it? All right. Actually, I, I I brought their names up. Their uh, their, their stage names. So these are their names: Fatty, Crouton, Soul Glow, Activator, Mad Daddy, Soul Glow, and Activator. Chapstick. That's fantastic. There's a guy named Chapstick in Family Force Five. Crouton. Yeah. I just I Crouton. just hope that's that a joke. Amazing. Like I just I hope it's a joke. But I you know what I only speculation because I have zero idea as a how that would play out? Like, like if they like sat down and be like, "All right, we're gonna sign our contract." Crouton, it's like Crouton, so glow and activator. <laughs> when when they they write the checks, oh, Mister Mister so so. Oh, so glow activator is one person, and he's okay, no longer I, I in the band. So. Okay, All right, he's no longer in the band though. He got replaced. I say, of course. That's that's stupid. Because I don't know if you if you guys know the movie um, Coming to America, but um, so so glow is actually the name of like Jerry Curl ingredients that black people used to use in the movie at least. So I'm just like, oh, of course they're gonna kick the you know the black guy's not gonna be in the band anymore. So glow activator. Because <laughs> you know whatever, fuck him, fuck him. But it's like a so damn movie. Just like a horror, just like a horror movie. It's just like. <laughs> Who needs black people in a horror movie? We need someone to murder murder first to get the, the, the right, right, right. <laughs> But but Dan, what what are your speculations for this year's Warp Tour? I have a feeling it's gonna be like a mix. Like you know what I mean? Like you know how last year was like newcomers in like the Warp Tour scene and then there were like some more like well known bands like Saves the Day, Bayside, like bands in that scene. I'm hoping I'm feeling it's gonna be like that. That makes sense. That's valuable. I yeah. Okay. I just realized I never I actually gonna, said gonna... what I speculated. I just realized. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. I'm I fuck like I'm just a piece of shit anyways. Like whatever. I don't go to my exams. I don't get listened to on. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to the show. I'm actually on. I don't. God damn, um, Matt, get your life together. No, but I I think it'll be cool. I think I think that there'll be some bands playing this year that I wouldn't expect to play at all. Like hundreds, I did not expect to play whatsoever. Like, I know that they're up and coming, I know they're very relevant right now, but, um, like, I'm from Hamilton, Ontario, which is the same place that Counterparts is from, and, um, okay. I know, I just, like, I, from, like, following them for a long time, I thought, I'm pretty sure at least I've heard them say, like, they would never play Warp Tour, and I always, like, hundreds and counterparts kind of being bands that have always toured together, it seems like, and I know know each other, um, I always assumed hundredth was going to be one of those bands that's just like, yeah, fuck this, I'm not down with this, you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, but I mean, clearly that has changed, and I'm really excited about Trophy Eyes, because I've never seen them before, and I know they're coming over from Australia, and I think that would be, I'd be like, that's sick for them, especially since they just signed to Hopeless, right? So, like... yeah. And 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 hundredth is also signed to Hopeless too. Oh, true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Trophy Eyes is really good though. Like, 
they're one of my favorite bands of like that sort of melodic hardcore pop punk crossover genre you know yeah i i just think i feel like this year warp tour will kind of have more of like a I wouldn't say like a like a like I guess like heavier, but not heavier in the way of like rise core bands, but heavier in the way of like more melodic hardcore, more like bands that are kind of like have more of like an edgier sound to them, I guess, that aren't on rise records. You know what I mean? It seems like it's always ones that like will Memphis. like you know kill the four, fourteen year olds when they play. Yeah, like exactly. uh, yeah. like hard basically hardcore core, which is like the Ghost Inside, <laughs> Stick to Your Guns, hardcore core, core core. <laughs> I actually didn't know that was thing, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think the guys over at Stuffy Will Hate made up that term. That that sounds about right. That actually sounds absolutely right. I'm probably gonna send an errand a message and be like, yo. But um so what I always found interesting was when bands say that they're never gonna play warp tour. Now, was there with counterparts, is there a reason as to why they said that? Because I remember balancing not balancing composure, touche and war. And oh. wait, wait, no, not citizen. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, Citizen would be one of the first. Oh no, a they already have played. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> of somebody else for some reason. Yeah, Touche Amour. Yeah, no, it, 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 yeah, Touche Amour. Touche Amour was one of those bands that just said, yeah, we're never gonna play Warp Tour, and it escapes me right now as to why they said, and I'm actually very upset. But, um, Matt, do you remember why Counterparts actually said that um they're never gonna play Warp Tour? Um. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not, no, don't, like, for sure quote me on that. I'm, like, pretty sure I read well, that one Well, I'm going to use you as a main source on our new website when we actually uh, launch it, so. True. Counterpart says they'll never play Warp Tour. Breaking <laughs> news. That. I'll finally see. <laughs> it's going to be on now, Property of Zach in the morning. I, I just, I, I, I'm, like, pretty sure I've read that before, like, on maybe, like, Brendan's Twitter or something along those lines. And, um, honestly, I just think it's, like, I, I, like, those guys are from where, like, where I'm from and stuff like that. I don't know them. Um, I have the utmost respect for that band and everything like that. But I feel like they're just kind of not about it. They're just not about all those, like, about bands getting big based off of, like, shitty things. And, like, just, like, a bands that just, like, like, you know, they go on Rise and they sign, like, sound like everything else before. And they play Warped Tour and get huge and get all these fangirls. And I think they're just, like, not about that, you know? Um, it just mm. seems like it's, it's, like seems what it's like to me and i know that like that's what warp tour has been like in the past you know like the first year i went to warp tour um i think the first band i saw of the day was asking alexandria you know what i mean and then the people that i was with throughout the day they saw like devil wears prada and like um just all these different bands that are kind of like um i don't know like bands that like i know that uh I, well those aren't really rise core bands but like bands that just kind of have this like I guess you could say, like, like to me at least, have this like kind of like stigma in a way. I guess I don't know, like bands that people seem to like make fun of a lot, like Asking Alexandria and stuff like that, or 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 like like bands that have like they used to have like neon T-shirts with all these like crazy different designs on it and shit. You know? Yeah, like they yeah. have like the monsters and the animals. Uh, yeah, be, like, glory yeah. and stuff. Uh, and it seems like days. they just like weren't about it, you know. And I'm pretty sure, at least I know, at least I don't know if it's different now. I mean, like counterparts is arguably like the biggest like hardcore core band right now or at least most relevant in my opinion you know um mm -hmm. and uh it might be different now that they've gotten bigger because this could have been a long this probably was a long time ago um but it's even before that they were just kind of like yeah fuck that like that's just stupid to us we're not gonna do that we're not just gonna like we're not just gonna like sell out to that level and just like jump on warp tour any opportunity <coughs> you know 
So now that now that's a word that that I can see be being used when it comes to the war tour circuit is being um, selling out. Um, yeah. Dan, do you think that that bands actually do end up selling out when they hit the war tour circuit, or do you think that it's just another outlet for bands to perform where people sometimes just aren't able to to go? It can go one of two ways. It's I see Warp Tour as like it's like yeah, it's a good tool to help and you know get like more more of like their fan base out there. It's like a it's like a big showcase and all that. But like I feel as if if bands the if the bands themselves let the fame kind of like get to their heads in a in a way, then that's when they start to sell out. All right, I guess that does end up making sense. Now, do you think that bands like Touche Moore, who probably feel the same way that counterparts do, um, still view it like even them as people, like still not wanting to do the word tour circuit? Like, because I'm, I would feel as if bands would be able to, like, you know, be themselves, stay to themselves, or like, like, you know, stand to their their friends, yeah, no matter what. But like, I can understand why Touche, like, doesn't want to be a part of like that whole scene, though, and. It kind of, like, I don't know. It's like bands just don't want to, like, I guess some bands just, like, don't want to fall into that, like, I feel like some bands are, like, afraid to, like, fall into, like, to be, like, a Warped Tour band and have, like, all that kind of, like, attention. Like, people just want to, like, some bands just feel like want to have, like, more intimate, like, scenes and shows. That's how I see it. Just, like, some bands just want to do, like, their business differently. Yeah, makes sense. Alex, you got it. Oh, Matt, Matt, yeah. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, I feel like the whole intimacy thing is actually a big part of it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I feel like bands do like uh, being able to, like, be right up there with their fans and, and get in their faces and, and that whole kind of, like, there's, like, that raw energy about, like, intimacy when you play, like, small club shows, especially when you're a big band, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like bands do like that, like, how personal like playing small clubs are and and how they can do that on like like tours like that or um whereas like warp tour like there's like you barricade like gap stage you know what i mean and um and similar to like what dan was saying about like the whole like selling out thing i feel like they're like i was saying this about um like asking alexandria for example is a band i feel kind of has like a bit of like a like a stigma to it in the sense that like they kind of have like this follow like this following of like kind of like annoying or not annoying but like fangirls that are like oh like warp tour like that like warp tour is the greatest thing ever you know like people that like have warp tour as their location on twitter and stuff like that or like catch me in the pit just like you know what i mean like girls with like teased hair that like are stuck in 2011 kind of yeah thing. with yeah with like a million like bracelets from like hot topic and exactly. are like and and are like i love like mitch lucker and uh you know uh Kellen Quinn and Vic Fuentes. Vic Fuentes. Yeah. 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 And like, like, like kind of like, yeah, Hot Topic Girls, you know, alternative press, Hot Topic Girls, you know, girls that they're every, every band they love is on Rise Records and every, and they love anything that has like screaming and like pretty boys. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I think that like, there's that kind of like Warped Tour, at least not so much anymore. I feel like that's kind of changing had that like, kind of like, I guess you could say stigma about the bands that would play it that were like, it was bands like that and you were going to get a following like that and the crowd like that and the people that were going to come see you were like that. And I think that like to some people, um, you know, they like saw it as more like we want to be respected 
we don't want to just take that easy way out and just fall into like this like um i guess you could say like 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 um like commercialism kind of thing like oh like we can just like we can just do this and we'll make a lot of money selling t-shirts and we'll do this and it makes it makes it not about like the music or or makes it not about like the intimacy of playing venues and going on tour and it's kind of just all about this like glitz like uh, like glamour and stuff like that you know that it's just kind of like comes with it you know um mm. so i don't know i feel like that's part of it i feel like that's kind of where touche is coming from on it, at least i i don't know there there could be a lot more like personal things there but i feel like at least in the past warp tour has always kind of been this like like you know it's to me it's a day for 16 year old girls like that's what it is to me i i've seen a lot of great bands and i've had a couple like awful awful war tour experiences because of like weather and things like that but like i went last year um into the toronto warp tour that i didn't i didn't plan on going and then i ended up going and it was like a beautiful day i saw like a bunch of great bands and it honestly was like a great great time but when i've been in the past it's like wow this is just a lot of like young girls with makeup running down their face and their hair completely fucked up from like all the rain and everyone pushing them and like this whole thing, you know? So I feel like that's where like the kind of like the selling out thing comes from because it's like, yeah, like that, that might be what it is. And to me, I don't have a problem with that. Like bands do what you're going to do. You know, who cares if you're growing, if, if you have a fan base sick, that's all that matters to me. But I feel like bands are kind of like, see that as like a negative kind of thing, you know? Makes sense. And now, do you think that there will come a point in time which that stigma might be lifted? Like, as I was saying, like, the bands that are being released now seem a little bit more diversified, and do you think that if Warped Tour were to, like, you know, keep it up for the next, I don't know, let's say, next three tours, do you think that bands like Touche and More and Counterparts would have a different opinion on it if they were to keep diversifying the field, or if they just stick to the same old ways, they're just gonna be like, nope, forever giving up? I uh I think I think it's I think it's definitely changing. I think there's a definite like difference about it. I mean with hundreds playing this year that's a big thing. And I don't even know counterparts could be scheduled to play Warp Tour this year and I could be lying to you this entire time and none of this even matters. <laughs> you know, but like um, but uh I think uh I think it I think it is changing. I think there's a definite like difference with it, you know. I, I think a big part of this too is that like you know, um Bands like Sleeping with Sirens and Memphis Mayfire and bands that have played Warped Tour in the past used to be like like the like I guess you could say like the most relevant thing, especially on like like the internet and Tumblr and all those and all of social media, that's what I heard about all the time. And I think with that's changing into more bands like Neck Deep and Real Friends and and all those bands and I think that that's kind of like it's less about like it's kind of like more it's like less about like I guess like I guess there's a lot of like pretty boys in those other bands and not so much in these current upcoming bands I guess, and I think it's like slowly changing with the like um, popularity and the relevancy of bands like Counterparts becoming incredibly more relevant, bands like Real Friends becoming more relevant, Hundredth, all those bands. You know, it, it, in some ways it's kind of lame because I do feel like there's a lot of people out there that pretend to like those bands it doesn't matter to me but there are people that kind of see it they think it looks cool and they want to be a part of it so they do it and that's where those band people those are the people that are going to get a warp tour and with that like kind of changing um like with the whole like materialism thing like changing with it like how it's like gone from being like like liking pretty boy bands to liking these like edgy cool sad bands um that's what's changing for warp tour and bands like counterparts and i mean probably not touche because they've expressed how much they dislike right. it will play in the in the future you know right. yeah so I, I think that there's definitely like you're seeing a little bit like 
and, and I mean, I don't mean to say this as like saying like sleeping with sirens, like listening to sleeping with sirens is like immature, or whatever. But you're sort of seeing like, but yeah, with like these Tumblr girls, you're sort of seeing them like grow grow up a little bit because like these girls who had Tumblrs maybe like a year or two ago that you know were like reblogging gifs of like you know funny Kellen Quinn antics at like you know on tour they posted on YouTube or something yeah. you know they went from that to posting uh, gifs of you know Ben Barlow on stage and I think it's because you know that they personally <sighs> as they got older they were like oh you know th- 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 see, th- 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 that's like supporting the argument that that um scene is like an entry level drug to pop punk and I still don't think that's a thing Oh no, it's definitely a thing. Is yeah, it, I because I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical to believe like I, that. Like, a, it's... like, 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 I mean, a year ago, like, 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 there are a bunch of kids who are into pop punk who were into like, you know, rice corn stuff like that, like a year or two ago, and, and I'm not to gateway drug to to hardcore. And I'm not, yeah, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Like, hey, by all means, you know, I like a lot of like scene bands. I like a lot of pop punk bands. I like a lot of hardcore bands. You know. They're all really cool genres, and they all have their perks, and they all have their value by listening to them. But, you know, there is a correlation in terms of, like, the fan bases to each and how they're, like, you know, how sometimes they act as, like, building blocks on one another, you know? And I, I think, like, I just touching on what Alex said, I think... I think it definitely is like a gateway thing. I feel like everyone, a lot of people I know at least, that were like into Mice and Men, into Sleep with Sirens, whatever, they like, you know, they got Tumblr accounts, thought it was cool, then they started seeing like real friends, and they were like, oh, I'm sad too, and like I relate to this, you know what I mean? And like, oh, this band speaks to me and everything. And and, and at the end of the day, it's like whatever, whatever gets you into these bands, like cool, that's cool with me. Um, I don't want to see my favorite bands break up because they didn't have enough fans that are 14 year old girls and will buy their shirts. You know what I mean? Like that, that would bum me out. These bands breaking up before their time. And, um, you know, I think that those bands see like, you see like bands like Sleep with Sirens, Memphis Way Fire, they get Tumblr accounts and then they see real friends. They see knock deep. They see those things. And they see those bands repping like heavier bands. And then they get into the heavier bands because their favorite bands like those bands. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a, a it's just each step like goes there, you know? And I think actually that's the cool thing though about Warp Tour with it changing is that those bands on Warp Tour, like the you know, like the, the Rise Core and Seed bands that, you know, um they started like becoming I guess you could say like it seems like they started repping the pop punk bands who are up the hardcore bands and a big part of that you can see in Warp Tour is that like those bands started becoming more relevant via Warp Tour, and then those bands would rep the pop-punk bands, and they start playing Warp Tour because that's what's relevant, because the other bands rep them, or because they saw them on Tumblr or whatever, and now it's like the hardcore thing, or whatever the next thing is, like soft grunge, is going to become even more relevant, (laughs) because they're all boys, because they all hung out when they played Warp Tour together, you know, and that's what what the changing thing is, you know, and it's like like, the dude from Like Monster Flames is on the Real Friends record, you know, and Mm. uh, I wouldn't say they're like a Risecore band, but I, I feel like a lot of the people that I know that like them are are females they're they're young and and it is it is what it is doesn't matter to me but um it's just i feel like that's like the continuing like the steps with it you know and it just kind of seems how it's like going and i really hope that like i really hope that it in some ways i hope it continues because all it's doing is making bands that i like play like 
get way bigger and, and do more and more things, you know? But, uh, um, I think it's, I think it's funny how, like, you can see it happening with people just, just from like, let alone bands they like repping another band that they're getting all of a sudden getting into different genres, you know? Right. So. And you're seeing a lot of mixed genre, uh, lineups lately. I've been, I've been noticing, like, I mean, especially this comes on the heels of, uh, the recently announced Newfound Glory, Turnstile, Turnover, yeah. and uh, this Wildlife tour. Like, like that is a really diverse lineup and stuff Just like that. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, and like sometimes, you know, like you'll maybe have like Let Live playing with, you know, a band that, you know, that is more like scene, and then you'll have Let Live playing with a band that's more like hardcore, like... Like, like, I think it's an interesting time that it is within the realm of possibility that you can have, like, that I could foresee, like, Backtrack and, like, Attila playing on, like, the same stage at Warp Tour, like, back-to-back. Oh, I'd cry. Yeah, I could foresee that. I could foresee that. I mean, you already had yeah, Terror yeah, on right. the you had Terror on the same stage yeah. as Attila, so you know. Yeah, it, that's very true. Yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so I'm saying you know, but like that's that that's the way that you know things things are headed, and it definitely causes you know a lot of very interesting uh, connections between people and you know bands and like more you know like sort of like how Matt was saying, uh, people in more like scene bands are like you know sort of becoming friends with more like. I I don't really want to say like more like respected or like you know, but bands that have like a sense of like credibility that these other bands don't uh, in like certain music circles and stuff like that like you know, and then you know you'll have uh, you know like 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 issues I think is the biggest thing like you have like uh, mm. the dude from issues the uh, they one the drummer from issues. Uh, filled in for uh, the drummer for State Champs on Warp Tour for one date last year, and I think Issues and State Champs might be going on tour together or something. And then, what? yeah, really, really, yeah, and then crazy. also, uh, really yeah, and then also uh, Issues on uh, they like did like acoustic re-recordings of like a bunch of songs, and on one of the songs they have Ben Barlow of Neck Deep on it, you know, so hmm. and yeah. I'm, yeah, and then you also have like you know Tyler Carter wearing nails, repping nails on his uh you know shirt, and you have the DJ dude and like a really like hardcore band and Amoria brooded and stuff. You know, it's just it, it it it's crazy, you know. For sure. Yeah. Now the the last question we'll we'll ask before we start to get towards the interview, um, since apparently there's a direct correlation between the trends. Because that's pretty pretty much what what it is. Whatever scene seems to trend on t- Tumblr eventually spilled its way over to the Warp Warp Tour. How much longer before we actually see the starter packs that everyone keeps tweeting out actually hit stores? Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you'll you'll end up seeing the story so so far, and then the flannels, the khakis, then the vans. <sighs> Um, oh. I was totally That's not expecting that end of that question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I started a pack. <laughs> I started, oh yeah. I mean, like, because it would make, make sense. Amazon, 
would have a deal with with, with Tumblr. And they'd say like, oh shit, all these yeah. kids are wearing, wearing this. And then and you'll have like, a hey, you yeah. also might like. It'll be like uh, it'll be like Pokemon cards. Like you'll have like a story so far. Uh, you'll have like the story so far starter pack, and you'll have like the booster packs. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, and you'll have everything you need to get started. But then like you'll have like the booster packs where it'll have like more like advanced what? stuff. Where like maybe you'll get like a nails like beanie or something in it, <laughs> then, or like the sworn in noose. <laughs> the sworn in noose. <laughs> they all have different rarities, depending on like, <laughs> like backtrack brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, this will give me so much cred. This will give me so much more cred in streets. Oh, the um, oh, what was it? God damn, I'm so mad at myself. Not not a tele gloves. The the Muir fingerless gloves. Yeah, the boxing oh gloves. The Muir boxing gloves. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so, so that was a good good discussion. Yeah, that was a joke question. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> that, that honestly, was so honestly though, it's like, it, it's not gonna be Amazon. It's gonna be it's gonna be Hot Topic. Hot Topic is gonna like brand it in some way. They'll call it the Hot Topic starter packs or something, and you'll get like a T-shirt off their wall and like a pair of jeans and like a snapback with that. it or something. You know, I could see that happening. That's exactly scarily why, why enough. they had hired me. I mean, like I work this, so I, I have to be like, hey, you know. Hey, I follow you on on Tumblr, so I know exactly what you want. Be like, oh hey, you're a pop up nigga. Be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but so so anyway, we're gonna jump our way into the interview before I lose my job. Um, for the rest, well, we're gonna go. It's gonna go me. We'll go Alex, and then we'll go Dan. Does that, does that sound good for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So Matt, for the record, could you say who you are, your position in the band, and what band you play in? Uh. I'm Matt. I sing in an Ontario band called Fighting Season. And what genre would you say did you guys fall into? We are a pop punk band. Definitely a oh, pop cool. punk band. A true pop punk band. For those true. people that know that. True. I mean, after listening to you guys, I can absolutely agree with that. Um, where would now? Where would you guys say would be the story behind Fighting Season? Um. Okay. It's. I'm gonna like. It's a long story that I'm just like gonna make it like really short. Um, when I was like, like three, four years ago, I was like starting my like first band with people, whatever, kind of just getting into music. Um, I was like friends with a bunch of dudes, and we kind of started this band that was essentially the like first like, I guess you could say like the first like going of fighting season. We like that was the name that I, I actually ended up coming up with, and we're like, okay, we'll call ourselves fighting season. We were like a band. For maybe two months, we played one show, we had three songs, and then it just never went anywhere, and people left, and that was whatever. And then um, I was doing my own acoustic thing for a little bit, and I was on, um, there's like, you guys have Craigslist, and we have Kijiji in Canada. I don't know, I don't think that's a thing in the States. It's called Kijiji, and essentially it's like Craigslist. It's like all like personal listings and stuff. And um, mm. I was like on there one day, just like kind of going through it, and they have like musicians wanted that's like on one of the it's one of the things and sometimes i go through it because people can actually post like really funny things or like really ridiculous like they're looking for really specific people and i was going through it and i found these dudes um from a place called brampton which is about an hour in a like an hour north of me and uh they were looking for um like a bass player in their band and they're listing off all these bands that i really liked like turnover and and all the all these different bands that i'm like really into and i was like i haven't been in a band for a while like i'll message them so i ended up talking with them a bit whatever um and uh i ended up like 
talking with them and I was like, hey, like, I know you guys look for a bass player, but actually, like, I sing and stuff. And I joined the band. And they were like, okay, cool. Actually, like, we're, like, oh, it just ended up, like, we switched members around kind of thing. And then um, we were, like, we started jamming. Everything was good. I'm like, all right, let's do the band. We'll, like, we'll do this, you know. And we are trying to come up with names. And I had, like, originally, like, the original Fighting Season, like, Facebook page, whatever, that, like, barely had any legs. Like, no one really paid attention to it. No one cared. Um, and I was like, well, you know, I used to be in this band a long time ago um, that never really went anywhere, but still, like, I still wanted to do it, you know? And I was like, well, why don't we just do that? Like, I still like the name. We never did anything. We weren't really a band. So, like, it's kind of like this, like, the reincarnation of Fighting Season came in November 2012 because of a Kijiji ad on the internet. And uh, that's that's where we're at now, you know? A Fighting Season revival. How about that? Pretty much. <laughs> Alex, do you have any questions to that? Yeah. Uh, so... What do you think uh, really distinguishes Fighting Season from a lot of bands in the pop-punk genre? Because you know, <coughs> there are bands in the pop-punk genre that have a tendency to, you know, have a very similar sound to one another. Like, what makes Fighting Season stand out in, you know, a sea of, like, you know, bands that are kind of, you know, all about, you know, rough vocals and stuff like that, you know? Um... Honestly, I, like being completely honest, nothing, nothing at all. Not because, not in like a bad way, not in the way that we're like, oh, we're we're just copying other bands and we're just doing all these things. I think um, all, a lot of bands that we've listened to over time have kind of like changed sounds a lot. And I think that like pop punk music right now, besides bands like there's like Neck Deep and Real Friends and like Handguns, you know. Uh, but besides like. I feel like a lot of bands are kind of changing from one genre to another, you know, like Turnover was a pop punk band and now they're kind of like a, like a softer, like indie ish type emo band, you know? And I I think, um, I think what distinguishes us is that we're like, we're just trying to keep doing what we do. You know, like the only thing about us that, that we try to do is write music that's like honest to us, music that we like feel music that is just like, we listen to it and it makes us, it makes us like, I guess feel something at the end of the day, you know? Um, and I guess that's the thing is that we're not trying to be like a gimmicky band. We're not trying to be, we're not trying to be like, oh, we'll do this and everyone will like this. That's why we're going to do it sort of thing, you know, whereas I feel like there are bands out there that are currently doing that or like they're kind of getting like, you know, like soft grunge or whatever, <laughs> whatever right. else is new right now. And um, I don't know. I, I just think that that's, I think that's what it is, is that maybe, maybe that's what set us, sets us apart that we just literally just do this because we want to do it and because we love the music we're writing and, and everything and, and we're not like trying to be someone else and we're not trying to do all those things. Um, and, and I'd like to think that like, you know, in some ways, like the music we're writing is like pretty good. And maybe that's what sets us apart because there's a lot of bands, there's a lot, a lot of pop punk bands coming out right now that are just kind of like, I listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is, this is pretty good, but it's, 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 you know, I, I can name off like five things about this that I can just like, to just like are so, like whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, like when I, I don't know. Death, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, and I don't think that. Um, I think with our new EP, like our first EP, we were kind of one of those bands that like this is just completely generic, completely everything about it is completely generic. And I think that um, I think that maybe with our new EP, we do have like some other stuff that we tried to do with it. And, and we're writing a lot of music. That's actually like not different, but like, we're just trying to like, experiment with like other music that we like. Um, and I think maybe that's what like 
kind of sets us apart. I, I don't know. It, it's a hard question to answer because, like, essentially the thing is, is that we are a generic pop punk band, and I am completely willing to admit that we are what we are. We sound like a lot of other bands that are out there right now, and and I don't think anything distinguishes about us. But I think we're not trying to distinguish ourselves as like different. You know, we're 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 not trying to be a different band than anyone else. We're just writing music that we love and music that we feel, and that's all that ever mattered to us was it was honesty in the music and the music that writing the music that we love. And if it sounds like other bands, then it sounds like other bands. But you know, it's up to you to hear it and take what you will from it. You know, um, I I saw Real Friends really recently, and I used to absolutely love that band. Like they were one of my favorite bands a long time ago. And I heard the new record, and I was kind of disappointed. And I saw them recently, and like they had like these like spoken word talking parts in between songs as like part of their like stage like as like in between songs they would like they'd go off stage or they'd be like doing other things and like there'd be spoken word just playing like pre-recorded spoken word and and I just started like really like I really disliked it I really thought that it was just like I feel like this band is trying so hard to be like like a sad band you know I, they're trying so hard to impress all these people and be like you know in some ways kind of what we said before about the whole like 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 tumblr you know and I guess that that's the thing about that we're trying to do is just we just don't want to be one of those bands. We don't want to be a band that like falls into something. We don't want to be a band that's trying to impress anyone. We're just doing it for ourselves. And if you like it, that's sick. That's what we love. We appreciate all the support we can get, you know. Um, but I don't think there is really anything that, that makes us sound different than any other band really like. You know, maybe the honesty, you know, it's up to it's up to people listening to decide what they feel about it, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, I totally, totally feel everything that you're saying. Dan? Um, <clears throat> so, Matt, what bands, like, do you, like, take influence from when, like, like, what, is, what are, like, your influences when it comes to, like, writing music? Um, so, when we're, like, writing music, it ends up being, like, me and our drummer, a lot just like writing ourselves just the two of us kind of thing um i don't play guitar in my band but like i like to like, write a lot of the songs um and like whenever we're jamming like i kind of prefer to play an instrument and just jam along than like singing and stuff um i feel like like when it comes to like like instrumentally i guess you could say like um i guess i just i don't even know it's it's hard to to say <laughs> what i listen to instrumentally that influences me but when it comes to just like writing songs, like I think like I'll listen to bands. I will listen to bands like Real Friends. I will listen to like Neck Deep. I will listen to like Handguns. Um, the Wonder Years are my like favorite band of all time, and I know that oh. a million and a half people feel that way. But like <laughs> uh, they're just like they are my favorite band of all time. I'm driving down from Canada to Philadelphia to that Upside show. Oh no way! In February, really? yeah. yeah. Nice. What day? So. Uh, the Upsides one on the Friday. Oh, you so. oh, we have to stop the show. Oh, go on, go on, let's continue. Excuse we we may have to meet up. Okay, I'm down. Yes, actually, yes. We A, a bunch of us are actually going to get a room and we'll have a room and we're all going to go on different dates. But that's neither here nor there. Let's, you can continue. I do apologize. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the Wonder Years and, like, I guess it is, like, current pop-up against real friends, the Wonder Years, um, Neck Deep, Handguns. Um, I'm really into, like... 
I'm really into Turnover. I've been listening to a lot of a band called Bad Luck lately. They're from Florida. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. They're super yeah. good. Um, mm-hmm. I also listen to a lot of like like Silverstein and like From First to Last. And and I just try. I guess the thing is now is that when we came to writing this new EP that we just put out, um, I started listening to every band that I could think of and just trying to draw inspiration from absolutely anything that I that I like, you know, and. Um, Especially with like we're currently already writing new music. The EP just came out, but we're we're already trying to write more music and just trying to get more and more out. Like I, I think we've been like like experimenting. Like our one guitar player, he's really into like John Mayer and stuff like that. And we've been listening to absolutely everything we can, trying to draw inspiration. I, I guess influence. I guess the, our biggest influence, I would say, is like State Champs, The Wonder Years, Knuckle Puck, and Real Friends. You know, which is a pretty standard answer. But uh, I think when we draw influences we do it from like wherever we can and listen to every kind of type of band that we like and just be like hey this is cool like you know like let's see what we can do and we just just write how where it goes you know we just let the songs flow and like let let them come you know what i mean so mm-hmm. now you're saying that that you you feel as if like you know it's like a standard answer to say like you know you're drawing from these these um these other bands but it it seems to be working out for you, and especially with the content you guys are pu- are putting out, like with your latest EP that you guys have put out, Weathered, um, it seemed pretty heavy. Now, like when you take those influences that that you had compared to your writing, where do you that I had two different points I just like slipped away from myself. But um, the main question is that like the stories that are behind your your songs, you 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 make it work within the genre now. Um, what are the stories that go behind your, your, your writing that you're able to fit in with the rest of the pop, pop, punk that you have studied? Um, well, I guess, like, I guess, like, lyrically, like, I just try to write from a place, like I said before, like, honesty is such a big part of music to me, and I feel like when I listen to bands that are truly, like, truly saying how they feel, um, I can, I find myself being able to connect to them more and more, you know? And um, that's what I liked about old real friends. I felt that they were being incredibly honest with their lyrics, and I feel like to this point now, where like they're trying to be so poetic and so deep that I don't feel like it's truly like a, a way they feel or a way they see things. And I guess like lyrically, um, you know, a lot of the stories just come from just like just personal experience, uh, as simple as that. You know, um, I went through a bad breakup last year. We released a song called Heights in December of last year, and um, me and that girl no longer together went through like a bad breakup. And I spent a lot of time after that, like thinking about um, the kind of person that I am, the kind of person that I wanted to be, and the where I wanted to be spending my time, where I wanted to be putting my efforts, and 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 where I was going. And I guess what I came to realize that everything I used to think about or everything I knew in the past like literally didn't matter at all and that I actually didn't know anything about myself or my life or what I was doing and that I had all these ideas in my head of what I was of of everything and that I absolutely had no clue and when it came to writing the CP I tried to like I guess like I guess I essentially like search for the just how I was feeling in those moments you know I'll, I'll, uh, try to like put all, a lot of like all my negative thoughts all the n- negative things that were going on and try to put them into lyrics and fit them into songs you know and 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 try to just be say as much as i can and make it so that i truly feel i truly like these lyrics truly mean something to me they truly matter to me you know and um i guess that's where it kind of comes from like i i don't really have a lot of like specific stories um our one song temple is about uh is like kind of how 
is an interpretation on a situation that my buddy my buddy was going through with like this girl he was dating for a year, and then like he, she was just like kind of like not the greatest to him, and they broke up, and he was telling me about it one night, and like we had like had a super long talk about it, and that song was kind of like an in- interpretation of how he was feeling and how I related it to my own feelings, um, but the rest of it is just kind of like I guess it all stems from a, a year of me realizing that I'm not doing anything that I should be doing, that I need to like get my shit together and and be the person who. I want to be or else I'm not going to get anywhere and I'm going to be 19 living at home not doing the things that I want to be doing and um, just just like frustrated and, and upset like I feel like a lot of people are because they didn't they didn't they didn't do the things they want to do or they let things get in the way and and I guess this EP is a big part is that I, I, I had a lot of things that let me get let like got in the way in the past of how I was feeling and like kind of like I just like like push people away and be shitty and like whatever and with this new EP is that like that was a big like step for letting those feelings out and that's how the, the songs kind of came out of it you know so hmm. that's cool and especially with honesty and like you know writing from real places that's I I've, it's it's the best way to you know exactly and, and oh yes. no. Absolutely, no, absolutely go on that. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't want to say. I would just ramble about the same thing over and over again. Right. I kind of seem to do that. All right, so <laughs> my uh, question is is that you said that there was a previous incarnation of fighting season uh, yeah. before this. What do you think makes uh, made this incarnation of fighting season work and the other one not? Um, I think a big part was like, personalities and level of maturity and, and a lot of things that didn't work in the past. Um, you know, we, I, I kind of always was like looking for band members and like actively looking and just kind of checking it out. And, um, the first, first time around, there's just people that had ideas of what they wanted to do. Um, but egos clash, things didn't work. People were immature. And, and I, honestly, I, I was young. I was like 15, 16. So I was like immature and, and I had an idea of what I wanted to do. And I, I think that we just, none of us really went about it the right way. And that band just like, just fizzled, you know, it just kind of just divul- like just dissolved. You know what I mean? And, um, mm. with the new band, it's like, um, I guess I was just that much older. Everyone was just that more, much more on board. Um, and I think a big part of this too is that with the band currently is that like we have a big understanding of like um, excuse me like how how a band needs to be run and that like you can't have everyone can't have egos you kind of have to take one for the team you got to just go with it and 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 discuss things in like a proper way and and be like. Um, you know, consider it to each other. And I think that wasn't happening a lot. And I think that's the thing that happens with a lot of bands that people can be dicks when they don't get their way and they kind of like throw fits and stuff like that. And I feel like we're all on this similar page that like, you know, bands have roles, bands have these things that need to be done. So like someone has to lead. You can't have a bunch of people doing everything or else you're all going to get fucked. Uh, you know, people have to kind of like take their place and just go with it and enjoy it and, and be considerate to each other. And I think that's like why it didn't work the first time because that wasn't happening at all and we were all young and immature and now it's like the the lineup we currently have and with all the all the dudes in my band like I feel like we all just get along super well and you know if someone doesn't want to do something or you know someone doesn't want to do something and four other people want to do, do it then they're like alright you know what fuck it like let's just do it you know and just, just go with it and I think that's uh, that's why it didn't work the first time but that's why it's working now um, and I just feel like we're just all like essentially just we're all on the same page and that that doesn't happen always you know that's why a lot of bands kind of seem to 
to break up and 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 just a lot of unnecessary drama happens when you're in a band. Right, a lot right. of it's, unnecessary it's, it's a chemistry drama. thing. Exactly. So, I guess I guess that's what it is. It's chemistry. Uh, that's why it didn't work the first time, and that's why it's working now. And if the people that were in the band the first time might hear this, I, I hope you know that I still have respect for you as the people. Aww, there you go. So. <laughs> Dan? Okay, um, so Matt, I was looking at the band's Facebook, like, seeing the About section, and I noticed that you guys are endorsed by City to City Apparel. Yes. How did you guys manage to swing that? All right, um, repping, like, right, yeah. How did how do how did you get to know like Dan Axelson and um, how did like how did City of City come to Canada? <laughs> um. Okay. So I guess like I saw the Facebook page, um, a long time ago, or like whenever they kind of like launched their first order of stuff, like in summer of 2012, I believe it was, and um, <clears throat> I liked the page, and we. We literally, like, literally started the band in November of 2012, and um, uh, I saw them, like, literally around, right around the same time, post, like, oh, we're looking for bands to endorse, looking for bands to, like, do it or whatever, and immediately I sent, like, Dan an email, I was like, hey, like, we're a band that hasn't been announced yet, like, we are still writing songs, we have, like, a plan in place for how we want to record and release them and, like, kind of, like, come out swinging, and I messaged, I emailed them, and then I ended up adding Dan on Facebook and talking to him, like, a lot, and um, we, like, just kind of, like, hit it off, and, and um, I think a big part was, like, we really pushed, like, we were, like, trying to get people like like their page and like when we would post like the um like links like hey check out city city apparel we ended up getting like people that i had on my facebook that i didn't talk to were like oh shit this is cool and ordering stuff like i, I remember dan texting me being like do you know who this guy is i was like yeah i went to elementary school with him i haven't talked to him in five years he's like yeah we just placed an order for city to city i was like oh that's sick oh. and i guess like i guess that would that's what it was they were looking for bands to endorse and then i ended up getting in contact with them and and we kind of hit it off and he liked what we were doing and and we liked what they were doing they were growing as a brand we were go- growing as a band and that's how we ended up with the endorsement we were like one of the first bands they ended up endorsing and and it's been a great working relationship since then um Whenever Dan's in Canada, I always find time to go like hang out with them, and uh, it's it's just it's cool. It's cool having like from day one those guys supported us because like we supported them, and I think that's a big thing is that they they want to support bands that that support them and they want to support local music because I know they're musicians themselves, and and that's how we got I guess that's how we got in contact just through connecting and and just things working out, you know. So. Yeah. Um, do you, have you heard like any of the other bands that are also endorsed by City of City? Um, I have heard some of them. I, I, I honestly, I should listen to them more. Um, I know Me versus I, and I know um, the artwork of because those are two bands that like I guess Dan works like super closely with. Um, he works really close with um, the artwork of and Me versus I. They're both really, really good. They're all really good guys, and like they're all. Yeah. all they all play like really good music. Yeah, and like that's the thing and... too is that I uh, I I checked them out. Like I definitely when we got like when we announced um everything and we were announced that we were like on the endorsement and everything like that, we were obviously psyched and I checked out all the bands then. I know that some bands have come in like come with the the brand now and I don't know all of them, but like I definitely have heard Me versus I and the artwork of and I was definitely impressed 
um, with both of them. I haven't listened to them in a while, but like I remember listening to it and being like, "Wow, this is like these bands are like legit. They're actually doing things. This is cool that we are part of something with these bands." You know, so and I know they're from. They're all from New Jersey, like New Jersey, New York kind of area yeah, too. Yeah. So South Jersey, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I was thinking that we had. We're coming on the show, but we don't, and I'm a dirty liar, and I'm not gonna say it. But we should get get them on. Um, so, um, back to you know, Matt of Fighting Season. Um, you guys are are, are touring stuff, correct? Sorry, say that again. You you guys are like 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 a touring band. You guys have ended up going on tour before. Um, yeah, well, just... um, yeah, we uh we just announced a couple dates that we're doing at the end of January or at the end of December. Sorry. Um, I wouldn't really say it's like a tour. It was like, literally it says on the shows, like it's winter. So it's we're playing shows. Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, and I remember like we were, we were designing the poster and, um, the the guy uh, Scott Jones who designs um, just like our posters late, as of lately, he was like, do you want me to like call it like a winter tour or what do you want me to call it? And I was like, man, just like, just say it's winter, so we're playing shows, because that's all it is, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we toured um, through Ontario back in August. Um, we just did pretty much all of Ontario over the course of, like, 10 days, which was, like, really fun. Um, and that was a tour that, like, uh, I had actually booked myself that ended up working out really well. And um, But, uh, yeah, we, we have plans of um, going out in the States next summer. That's like kind of oh, what we're shit. doing. Um, we had something booked in February that unfortunately did not end up working out just because one of the other, uh, I forget, a, the book, my booking agent um, said that there was issues with one of the other bands and some of the dates weren't working out as well, which was unfortunate. But um, yeah, like next summer, like I think we're going to like, we're pushing really hard to get down to the East Coast and hopefully, hopefully get into New York, get into Jersey, get into, get into everything around there just because like I know how well the scenes do there and how like there's so many people that you can play like a bunch of cities all 30 minutes apart from each other whereas like in ontario you can't do that um so yeah like we've been we went on our first like tour run um in august um and we're just like kind of just like doing weekend runs and stuff until i'm unfortunately like i'm unfortunately in school right now so as soon as that's done it's once again back on the road just it's you know, those like 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 break away. tours that you're able to yeah. get like like you have a lull in like your life like okay now we got to go on tour and like exactly like, like that's run, literally what it is and that's what's now, gonna be um, <laughs> oh if Matt if you need anybody for if you ever come if you guys ever come down to South Jersey again um, hit up Jose Martinez Grandeur Booking knows what he's knows what they're doing definitely definitely keep that in mind I, that's the thing i feel like we've been posting a lot the like the ep a lot we've been trying to plug a lot especially in the defend pop punk group because it has so many people from the states that we have a hard time connecting to I, um it's kind of funny like i posted this the other day because canada itself doesn't have like near as many people as the states does like anywhere close to as, as much like getting like two thousand likes on facebook is like difficult because you're trying to reach out to like people like the biggest cities in canada have like a million or two people each whereas like in the states mm. that's like like new jersey itself has like what like five million people six million people something like that 
a lot of people. A lot of people. And it's, and it's, I, it's, I honestly it's don't, per- don't know the jersey number off the top of my head, but and it's like, but it's like a pretty small state. Whereas, like over the course of Ontario, you know, like there is just like hours and gaps of like no one, you know. So, mm. um, and New Jersey is actually eight point eight nine nine million. Woo. Wow, that's crazy. Mm. Like really? I, I'm pretty sure Toronto is is Canada's like largest population, and there's like two million people in the city. You know what I mean? But then everywhere right. around it, mm. as soon as you get out of the city, there's like literally like there will be like you can drive hours of just like country and no one. You know, just like just forests and country and no one and no one that lives there because it's such a low population. It's almost hard for um like bands like ourselves like i think we're like almost at 2000 likes to get that amount of likes so we've been plugging it a lot in the defend pop punk group being like hey we're trying to like share the message as much as we can um like check us out and like we've gotten a really cool response and a lot of people being like yo hit me up when you're coming through here hit me up when you're coming through here um you mm-hmm. know oh message this guy and like that's sweet and that's what we're trying to do is like connect with as many people as we possibly can because like that's going to be so that's going to be, like, if we can get in, in the States and we can do that like we want to, I think it'll be, like, a huge, huge, huge thing for the band that we, we're, like, couldn't be more stoked to do it, you know? Um, and I guess, um, so, I'll, you know, I'm definitely going to keep every person that's messaged me, I've, like, written them down, like, a Word document being, like, okay, so when we start booking, I will message all of these people and just, just get on it, you know, and just, like, just push it as hard as we can, so. But, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, now, my next question was actually going to be, not to trample on everyone else's question, but it kind of goes synonymous. What, how would you say that your scene is in your, your town? Because, like, you were saying, like, like, you know, like, oh, we have states, and, like, you know, we have everybody that's able to, um, the East Coast having a strong scene. And uh, you guys are playing, like, a good amount of shows for a winter, you know, just like, um, I think it's like, what, you have a six or seven day tour? Oh, no, that's only four, actually. It's, it's only, only four. four. I'm, I, I, I saw it's okay. Picture. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no. Because uh, I, I went to go look at the picture. I'm like, I don't know any of these towns. I can't really read them, but I do know yeah. that you guys are going on tour. So, yeah. Well, it's um when we did Ontario in August, we did eight dates over the course of ten days, um with one day off in between Ottawa, which is five hours from like where we are, and. Uh, um, I think we just like had a date that ended up falling through, so we only ended up doing eight days over ten days. And mm-hmm. Ontario itself is like right now. I feel like there are so many like amazing bands coming out of, especially like where I'm from, Hamilton, and the scene in general. Um, uh, I know tomorrow my like like good friends in like Pacific are um, announcing something huge that I know about and like, I'm like so stoked for them that they're getting, that they're doing what they're doing. And, um, you know, like Seaway is from Ontario and um, there's a band called safe to say that that's also from Ontario. And they're also like really, really sick. There's a lot of like really great bands, but places to play are kind of few and far between. Um, and it's really hard for bands, um, I guess you could say, to kind of like get out of their like town, because like as pop punk as it sounds, it's because there's not a lot of other places to play, and not a lot of people are going to shows. Um, we've been able to play a fair amount of shows since we started the band, simply because we like took a lot of like crappy shows that didn't matter, and and we just wanted to play, and and now it's like you know doing that, we play to a lot of people that. Um, we played a lot of people that wouldn't normally hear us and that kind of like helped build it. Now we can like play places like pretty frequently all over Ontario and be like, Hey, we'll at least be able to bring out people that'll cover our guarantee and, and like come hang out and like, you know, buy drinks at the bar and stuff like that. Um, 
the city that I'm from, Hamilton, the scene, I'd say, is probably the most thriving that I've seen in, at least in Ontario. And I'm not just saying that because I'm from there, but because, like, we'll do shows with, like, our friends' bands and, like, other bands in Hamilton, and, like, we'll be able to bring out, like, 200, 250 kids to a show. You know what I mean? That are just, like, local bands. And for Ontario, like, we did, we went on, like, tour in, uh, August and like we played like a lot of shows to like five kids you know and it and it's not it's it's I feel like the Ontario scene itself is producing great bands but not a lot of people that are going to shows unfortunately um and there are certain cities like obviously Toronto is such a big city that people will go and people will go see bands and like like there's a lot of like underground like house shows going on there um but there's a lot of a lot of towns that are kind of just like Kids just aren't into it. There aren't the bands that are playing that are willing to bring out the people, and it, and and it, it's. I I really want to say that the scene is thriving in Ontario and where I'm from, but at the end of the day, I like it's thriving where like the city where I'm from, but it's not thriving all over Ontario, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's producing yeah. all of these great bands that I I I. It's like they're gonna need to be picked up. Or they're gonna need that like extra push from someone else who's gonna get them other places in order to like do something, or else they're just gonna inevitably fall apart, you know. And kind of what I was saying about like the Facebook likes, you know, like I feel like it's kind of standard for bands that I've seen at least from the states to have like two thousand, three thousand Facebook likes as kind of just like a minimum kind of thing, you know, or or like at least like fifteen hundred for bands that I'm like I listen to it and and you know. Uh, I'm like, ah, oh, this band's not that great. I don't understand why they have like almost as many Facebook like as my band. Not because I'm like, not because I'm like, oh, I'm like better than them, but like we've been pushing it so hard, and these guys have played five shows, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, that's kind of what I was trying to say is that like, it's so easy to connect with a lot of people because it's so like over like not even overpopulated. There's just so many people, you know? And <laughs> the T- um, TPP is just so overpopulated. <laughs> yeah. And um but no, so I guess no, like, I, I, yeah. The scene itself, it's kind of it's kind of like a I want to say it's thriving. It's not quite thriving. It's getting there. There's some places Ottawa, Toronto, Hamilton, um London, all these places are kind of far apart and everything in between is kind of like not so great, you know. Um it's fortunate for us that like um my band like three of us are from Hamilton and three of us are from Brampton and those cities are an hour apart and Brampton's really close to Toronto. So when we play Toronto, we are kind of like, we can like, no, like be a Toronto local because we have friends from Toronto because it's close to Toronto. So when we play Hamilton, we have like a whole other city with a whole other like market of people that we can bring out to shows and stuff like that, which is really cool. And I guess it's just like, we we're playing like Windsor, which is three hours from us. We're playing Cambridge, which is an hour from us. Um, we're also doing um, a Burl- like a house show in Burlington with Meridian, which is from they're from New York, right? Yeah. And um, this and then like Burlington's right beside Hamilton, and then we're also doing Toronto. And it's like it's cool that we're able to play these shows. Most of them will do well. Hopefully they'll do well. I don't want to like be that band that like says, oh yeah, we'll bring people out, and then no one shows up, and then the promoter loses money, and we're like assholes. But um, yeah, yeah I, honestly. It it is what it is. It, it's it's 
I think that there are a lot of great bands coming out, but not a lot of people going to shows, which is kind of unfortunate. And it's cool for us that we're like in a position where we can play shows like out of town that I know a lot of bands aren't in that position because they just don't have the people or the connections that are willing to come in order for them to get like actually paid, you know? Right. But uh, but it just kind of is what it is, you know? So. Yeah, sure. As you can go. All right. Um, so you were saying that you don't feel that a lot of people really come out to shows in certain areas of Canada. Uh, what do you think would be a way to sort of remedy that like situation? Like if you had to sort of like give advice to like, you know, um, on, like trying to get people to come out to shows and, you know, well, okay. I think in other like, scenes that aren't as thriving as where you're from. I think, um, I think like, I think a big part of it is, is just like, just take shows where like don't like just like be that band that will like kind of pester a promoter about putting you on the show and just be like yeah like we don't need gas money we just want to play kind of just like pay your dues it's it's like that's what we did we we paid our dues for a long time and um and honestly at the end of the day it's like yeah, obviously you have to market yourself obviously there's all that like social media is a big part of it be able to connect with people but I honestly, I feel like for most bands, if I could recommend anything to them, is like, do the best you can, obviously, try to get people out, but if you aren't from a place that's thriving, then I would look for outside places to go, and outside places to post, and outside places to, to promote, and go to the States. Just just head, just head south, and go to the States. Right, it's all about the connections you make. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, it's, uh, I guess that that's it's as simple as that. It's it's kind of hard to say, especially with my band. Like we're just doing the best we can, and, and we just want to tour and play as many shows as we can, and pay your dues and connect with people. Um, but ultimately, like that's all you can do, and hope for the best. Just just honestly, hope for the best. So. Damn, Dan, you you yawned, and then like I I tried my hardest to keep that other yawn in, and then anyway. But Dan, you can ask a question. <laughs> All right, so are there any other, like, local bands in your area that you guys like to play shows with? Yeah, like, we're, uh, I'm really good friends with this band called Parkside. They're honestly so good, and no one knows about them, and I, I want everyone to know about them. Um, we play shows with them all the time. They're, like, really, really close friends of ours. Um, we recently did a weekend run with them and a band called Keepsake, they're from um, the same city as us, and uh, they're also, like, super cool dudes. That band is, like, if they don't do big things, I'll be, like, really upset about it. Um, I used, actually used to be in a band called Face Value that's from uh, Ontario that I, I played bass for while I was doing Fighting Season, and they're, like, they're still doing that band, and they're about to, like, do some cool stuff. Um uh, we're friends with a band called Harbor. My friend Dan is in a band called Full Swing, and they're like they're super good. He actually like he lives with me. They're a super good band. Um, just trying to think of other bands so I don't miss any on one. There's a band called July that's from Brampton. They did they were on that like Hit the Lights um, Major League Brigades tour, like the Skip School Starts Fights tour uh, yeah. last year. Oh. Um, their drummer is like records my band. And they're super cool dudes. They don't have a singer right now, so if anyone's looking for a band and wants to be in a band that's actually like pretty cool, go join that band. Um, 
But yeah, like oh, Cold Front's another band. They're from um, they're from Burlington, which is right beside Hamilton. They're super cool dudes. They're on tour with Meridian at the end of December, and they're coming to the states. And then I know that they're also planning some like stuff in the states later on, or like for 2015. So I guess all those bands, like those bands, we love to play shows with. It's cool because like I feel like a lot of my close friends are in bands that are awesome, like bands that are way too good to be the size that they're at. And I feel like that's like the common thing with like at least Canada now is like there's going to be a lot of Canadian pop punk bands that I really, really hope will make it out. And if they do, like it'll kind of be, it'll be a thing, you know, the Seaway kind of like started it and now it's going to be so many bands, you know, like Pacific safe to say that I mentioned before and yeah, hopefully I mean, like Parkside, hopefully a, Keepsake. And you had a living with lions before that, you know, that... yeah. That 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 doing stuff with you know like the Wonder Years and stuff they were friends with all of them, exactly. You know? And then and, I mean, then and then Seaway completely blew it open. So you know now, it's cool that now that community is getting a lot of exposure because it sounds like there's really a lot of like cool stuff going on up that way. You know, for sure, it definitely like it's cool being in like being friends with bands that are some of your like honestly like some of my favorite bands like bands that like I will actually like learn their songs and play them. You know what I mean? Right. And um and Living with Lions, they're from the West Coast. Um, they're up from they're from out in B C and I know that like they, you know, managed to make it out there and and that's like sick for them and, and I, I hope that Seaway is just merely like a like a stepping stone into the future of like Canadian pop punk and Canadian bands kind of like jumping into like a bigger a bigger like a bigger thing and, and, and getting the scenes going and, and getting into the states and and people seeing like like seaway like i remember when they posted the video for sabrina back in like 2000 and i think it was 2011 and like now that they're doing like they're on like a tour with census fail like that's crazy i love census fail you know what i mean and like oh I yeah they were like a small band and now they're like doing these absolutely huge things so um yeah a lot of great stuff's going on and i honestly just hope for the best for all my friends and all these bands that are coming out Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all really cool stuff that it sounds like they're all up to. For sure. Yeah, it seems really, really awesome. It really does. And for our final, our final question before we jump into your showcase, would there be any advice that you would give to any other band or <clears throat> or anyone that's trying to become a part of, a part of our music scene? Um, honestly, like, just if, if you're not in a band and you want to go to shows, just go. I feel like a lot of people I know are like afraid of going to shows. They're afraid of seeing live music because they're where they're gonna like get hurt and stuff like that. And I think I think like the only advice I can give them is just just go and, and meet people. I, I I book shows in the city that I'm from, and I always try to like like preach like a really accepting community. Like no matter who you are, where you came from, you belong here, kind of thing. And I guess that like the only advice I'd give to other people that are in the scene or people that are 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 doing their thing or want to be involved or want to start a band it's just honestly like if you're like a decent human being and, and you want people to go and you want people to do well then don't be like get rid of the ego like leave all your shit at the door be accepting be open with people be honest and and and, and make connections and talk with people and and develop those relationships because that's only going to help the scene grow it's only going to help bands grow it's only going to do good things for everyone you know i i i I hate to say it, I know there's a lot of people kind of 
that I know that are in bands that are kind of like they kind of have like their egos about things. They don't care, and and they're kind of just like dicks. And and honestly, in the past, I can say that like I've kind of let things get to my head and shit like that. And I think a big part of it, the only advice I give to people is if you're going to come, come, show up, have a good time and, and do the best you can to support everyone. I, I think that there's just, there needs to be a real community in order for anyone to do anything. There can't be this like people going behind each other's backs. It, it has to be real support for everyone. And, and I think that's the only advice I give to people is no matter where you are, just, just build your community and, and do what you can and show up and, and no one's going to, no one should say anything about you. That, that's not what it's about. It shouldn't be about that kind of stuff, you know? So I guess that's the only advice I could give to anyone who is in a band or, or wants to be in a band or, or wants to go to shows or wants to be like in the scene, you know? Just mm-hmm. come with an open mind and be a respectful person, and, and that's what it is, you know. So that sounds fantastic. I mean, like regardless, that's just how you approach anything, but especially in the music community where we thrive on on helping each other. You, exactly. You, you can, one one band cannot carry itself. You still need your network to, to help you out. Well, I mean, like when we talked earlier in the show about you know Warp Tour bands and, and and these huge bands repping these other bands that are like slowly gaining popularity. That's what it is, you know. Like I, I saw the dudes from Five Seconds of Summer tweet about state champs, and then I went on state champs like the video for Elevator that he posted, and it was like so many people that were like, "Oh, Luke from Five Seconds of Summer posted me here," and it's like, it's that's such a large community, but it's like that's what you need to do. These bands need to rep other bands. They need to promote their friends and and try to be as as helpful as possible it's it's all community no matter how big or how small you are um and that's just only what's going to help people grow and help more people get into music and and help everyone like do what they can you know so so there we absolutely go. all right yeah. so that's 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 man of finding season giving his words of advice to everybody so we're actually going to jump into our, our showcase of your song and we're uh five fighting season song and I believe you told us that you wanted to play Temple. Now, do you want to give a quick blur about it before we play? Uh, yeah, this is the song I was talking about earlier, mentioning about uh, a friend of mine, and a mine, and this situation, situation going through, and, and uh, that uh, I kind of like, like. There's this latency, latency on what I'm, what I'm saying, saying. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's messing with yeah, a weird echo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's my have, fault. Have you guys, have you guys seen those videos of the people? They put like the delay on their voice, and they put their headphones in. They're trying to talk, and it comes out as like mumbled words, like just like. Yeah. Have you seen? That's what it was about to do for me. Oh, Anyways, sorry. it's about. I, I, it's, got, I got a little too early. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's about a friend of mine who's going through some stuff, and we had a conversation about some of the things he was going through, and how, and essentially the song is just about being like kind of like frustrated with everything you're doing, just trying to like do the best you can, and realizing that everything you're doing is not doing doesn't matter at the end of the day, and uh, <clears throat> that you want to make a change for yourself, and, and I guess make things better. And, and <clears throat> this song was my way of of making things better and coming to terms with that. And um, in, in my opinion, this is actually the first song we wrote on the CP. And in my opinion, it's my favorite song off the EP. And um, I hope people like it. Yeah, all right. Let's all go. Right, let's go. And I let you fall Beneath my feet this year Like it meant nothing at all Anyone or anything Well, you used to mean the world to me I never thought I'd grow this cold I've been bitter all this 
been searching every record for the saddest songs that I can find Hoping that I'll find something to make me feel alright I'm so sick of being tired I'm so tired of losing sleep Over everything I'll never be I just realized, just by, like, listening to that song another time, just how good it is, like... Yeah. Like, I mean, I listened to it earlier today, yeah. and, like, maybe I wasn't giving it, like, all the focus that I should have, because I was just, like, listening to it now, I'm like, damn, this is really, really good, like... And that's a trend I'm, I'm starting to find in a lot of these bands that we're bringing on, is just, like, the, the actual content that they're driving into the songs that... See, at least that I believe, we're, we're used to hearing, like, like, you know, narratives and, like, you no know, analogies. And, like, not, not a lot of bands are actually throwing in, like, pure, straight, pure honesty. And we're just going to fucking give it to you right on its own platter without, <laughs> yeah. like, any se seasoning. And it's and it's fantastic. It's raw. It's beautiful. Honestly, like, thanks so much, guys. I, like, I, I really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we put so much effort into the EP that we just put out, and um, I'm really glad that you guys like the songs. It means a lot to me. Absolutely. I mean, oh, we, yeah, we love totally showcasing yeah. some, some kick-ass bands here. But our time has run out for tonight. Matt from Fighting Season, let's give the, let's give the good man a hand. <laughs> Woo! Thank, thank you so much for having me on, guys. I actually had a great time. Everyone everyone that I knew that did it was like, it's so much fun doing it. So I was like, all right, I got to do this. I'm glad everyone's saying we're having fun. Yeah. That's fun. We like to have Good fun to on Baby Yeah. Plus, yeah. Plus, plus, like I said, with the uh, right before we actually went on the air about the whole, I watched the entire About That Life interview, all three hours of it, and I laughed. <laughs> And I, I don't think I've laughed harder at many things before, so I was like, all right, I gotta do this. So thank you so that much for having me on. Absolutely, uh, and and keep us up to date with anything welcome, that, that we're doing. We're always welcome to to share yeah. more stuff that that cool bands are doing. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right. So from everyone here at Baby Talk, enjoy the rest of your night, everyone. See you next week, everybody.